0: Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers.
1: Well, here we are again. It's uh, Saturday, the end of the month, movie Saturday. It's Voices of the West at the White Stallion Ranch, live and in color. Live, yeah, ooh, listen to that. Whoa. Oh, boy. That sounds like special effects. Big booming sound there. Yeah. Bunker de France, Harry Alexander, and uh, we're awaiting on Mr. Roberts.
2: Uh, and he's off, he's off, lost in, probably <laughs> lost in traffic again. There's no one doubt. of them California demonstrations in front of his house.
1: No doubt, but you know, I understand that you have uh, something very important. We, well, actually, we you know to uh, pass along here. So uh- yes, as a matter of fact, you know we Do- news of ahead, the west. He, we,
2: our news of the west. Uh, you want to give me the, the music there? You got it. Um, it. We got it to teletype running in the background. Okay? Uh, there, there you go. Yeah, this is all the news fit to print to <laughs> all the ships at sea and all the cowboys out on the range. Well, late late breaking news and not of the best. Uh, it kind of saddens me to, to, to relay this, but it seems like we may not have Santa this Christmas. What? Yes, right. Well, you see, what happened is that the uh, CDC, which we've all heard too much of nowadays, that's the Center for Deer Control, uh, <laughs> is... Uh, had put out an edict that all the reindeer pulling the sled have got to wear masks. I see. Well, that, you know, I can understand that that's health. But there's a problem. Uh huh. Yeah, as we know, that uh, Rudolph has become Santa's navigation system. This is true. Yeah. And the F F that's the flying, uh, <laughs> Flying Animals Association, FAA, I guess, Flying Animals okay. uh, Administration, yeah. they have said that if uh, Rudolph's navigating device, his red nose, is, is covered up, that the navigation system is inoperative, and therefore, Santa may not be able to fly. He be grounded. Be grounded. Now, I, ha- I personally think I might have a solution. Okay. That's go Canadian. Instead right. of reindeer, we'll just hook up a bunch of elk and moose now or you're meese, and you know and yeah. on you know, on Mort and on Eric and you know Bob. that's anyhow that's that's the breaking news of the day.
1: Well, it is very sad to hear. Let's hope it does not yeah. come to pass.
2: Well, you know, look at all them kids out there just waiting for the Red Rider Daisy BB gun.
1: And C D C is gonna be the Grinch that stole Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's as bad as shooting john wayne what i know that's as bad as shooting john wayne oh well, speaking of shooting john wayne we don't want to do that
2: <laughs> no we don't want to do that but at one time neil and myself uh when we were out traveling the roads you know uh following the movie just kind of neil summers neil summers is kind of like um you know rodeo and you just go from show to show yeah. down the road yeah and you got a lot of free time on your hands while you're driving. Mm-hmm. So we would, uh, in our heads, write scripts. Okay. And we came up with one with John Wayne. But we wanted to have a twist in it that was something different. Okay. But what we did is we had John Wayne chasing this Indian down through a pass. And this other Indian jumps up from behind a bush and with a rubber rifle because that's what they always use, yeah. knocks John Wayne off the horse, mm-hmm. and then all around on the cliffs, like in the John Ford movies when yeah. hundreds of Indians pop up, yeah. they all pop up and they go, hey, we got John Wayne, <laughs> we got John Wayne, yay, yay. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's what we
1: do. It's a good thing it never <laughs> went to production. Yeah, <laughs> and, and speaking of John Ford and John Wayne, uh, and Monument Valley, Valley, uh, mentioned that Michael F. Blake is working on a book, uh, about the, uh, the Cavalry trilogy. That's right, yeah. Uh, trilogy. And uh, wow, it's going to be a great one. We'll have him on the show when it's all said and done.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I know. But you know, he's already written about poor you know. Yeah. All
1: right, so the topic. What of, is the topic? <clears throat> the topic of today's program is uh, Sparking Under the Stars.
2: Sparking? You mean like Flint, a flint and a stone? No, 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 that, that's the wrong one, Sparky. Well, are you dragging a chain behind no, you starting a roadside fire? No. No. Well what kind of spark are you talking about? I don't
1: know about them females.
2: sparking females. Yeah. Well throw a wet blanket on it, put them out. You don't want them catching fire. Oh, no, yeah, you do. Harry. <laughs> oh, <there it laughs> Okay, Okay. well... uh, Can can we translate to folks that may not understand what we're saying?
1: Yeah, it's about uh, Hollywood's uh, uh, cowboy power couples, movie couples. uh, Romance on the range. Romance on the range, yeah. And the genesis of this program came about because... um, I I don't know how many people, uh, couples who are still together, even think about the day that they met. But... um, for my wife and I, it was a very special day, because we met, and then met? we got married. <laughs> and so, on the day you met? Uh, no, not on the day, about uh, two years after uh, is when we got married. and She finally trapped you. Yeah, huh? she, 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 she trapped me right away. Um, and uh, so today, 50 years ago, I met the fetching Mrs. Alexander in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, land of enchantment. How could it not work? See, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, in two years, we'll celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary, if we're still together. Yeah. If we don't off one another <laughs> first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you if, there's, know, if there's not a shootout. Huh? Yeah, but, you know, 50 years, we're both stubborn. Uh, there was a problem at, at a couple of times in our marriage, you know. We talked about separating, we talked about divorce, but neither of us wanted the kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. And your neighbors wouldn't take them. Yeah, I know, so we, yeah. st- we stayed together. Hey, you know, And then we tried leaving no forwarding address when we'd moved, but damn kids, it's fine to say. They'd anyway. get there before you would. I know. Chromium yeah, so. instinct. So anyway, that was uh, that, that. That's the genesis of today's. I think that,
2: I think that's a, that's a <laughs> great. And you know, it's funny because you know, a lot of times that's how we come up with topics. It's just yeah. something, something out of the blue something yeah. weird.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's amazing because this particular topic. Some of the movies we're going to be talking about, if you take the romance out of them, they don't exist. Well, no, they exist, but they they're, they exist yeah. on a much lower lower plane. They lose they it's lose a lot, Yeah, they add an, a, an element or tension, and it doesn't just because there's a good-looking girl and a good-looking guy doesn't mean that the romance works on screen. But in this case, yeah. Well, well, what's your what's your I, uh, what's I, your movie? Because you guys said you're going to have have a special dinner and then a movie night.
1: Right, we're uh, more than likely going to watch uh, uh, Angel and the Bad Man. Oh, my recommendation. Uh, yeah. Either that or Conagher. I'm not sure which one, or maybe both. I don't know, but you know, we we uh, saddle up Saturday for us uh, it, it involves a lot of uh, action movies, uh, bees, bee westerns. Well, you know,
2: and, if, if not, why don't you watch the uh, Clinton Spillsbury
1: Spilsbury Lone Ranger? I want to start with uh, <laughs> power couple. The, the uh, this is from the American Cowboy uh, website, and the this, top one hundred. This is what they claim are the West's greatest power couples, and they start out with uh, Calamity Jane and Wild Bill Hickok, uh, Frontierswoman and military scout Martha Calamity Jane Canary met sharpshooter James Butler Wild Bill Hickok on a wagon train bound for Deadwood, Wyoming, in 1876. Although the exact nature of their bond remained questionable during their colorful lives, Jane's devotion was made clear with her final request as she was laid to rest beside Bill in Mount Moriah Cemetery in 1903. Was
2: that the Barbara uh, Strandwick-Preston Foster one? No, Uh, this is just...
1: This is looking back in history.
2: Is it permissible for me to take umbrage at that? You certainly may, sir. Because history does not prove that out to be the fact. I understand.
1: The number two choice is Annie Oakley and Frank Butler. Uh, when Frank now Butler that, yeah. uh, challenged local marksmen to a shootout as part of his traveling variety act, he didn't expect to be answered by a five-foot-tall 15-year-old girl named Annie. She beat him rather handily, earning the prize money and his heart. After their marriage, Annie joined the act, and her sharpshooting skills quickly became a national sensation. Annie passed away November 3, 1926, months after their 50th anniversary. Frank died 18 days later. That was a couple. And I'll tell you what, that's what's going to happen with my wife and I. One of us goes, the other one's going to go very shortly thereafter.
2: (laughs) Probably, probably because they're going to... They say
1: guilty at the trial. Well, that or it's going to be, wait a minute, you didn't finish this. Uh, I want this finished. Uh, you know, my dad was always promising my yeah. mom a new hutch, but that never did. You owe me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, the number three power couple, according to AmericanCowboy.com, is Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Yeah. Roy and Dale met on the set of the Cowboy and the Senorita in 1944.
2: Oh, his they, wife had just died?
1: Mm-hmm. They were married four years later and together made 28 films and produced The Roy Rogers Show from 1951 to 57. And throughout their 51-year marriage, they always held themselves and their family to a high moral standard, believing, as Dale was fond of saying, your life is the only Bible some people will ever read. That's why mine's a closed book. <laughs> and, you know, you know what? Is, there is a bizarre side to
2: that. That story. Yeah. Because her first husband Dale Butts. He ended up doing the music for their westerns mm-hmm. and for the TV series.
1: Wow, interesting,
2: interesting. And, and when she got when when she got to Hollywood, her young son was passed off as her little brother.
1: Nah.
2: Because well, she she was already separated at that time. Yeah. But the typical Hollywood.
1: Yep. Well, that's the number three power couple. The number four power couple in the West. Johnny Cash and June Carter. Yeah. And this famous duo found each other on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry in 1956. Johnny joined June and the Carter family in many performances before popping the question during a live performance in 1968. The passion that fueled their relationship led naturally into their music, winning them two Grammys for their duets, If I Were a Carpenter and Jackson. Their 35-year marriage ended upon June's death in 2003, and Johnny died four months later. I fell into a burning ring of fog. That's the hemorrhoid, so. The, the number five power couple, according to AmericanCowboy.com, Trevor and Shada Brazil. Now, many people probably have no idea who that is. Rodeo! There you go. He's a 19 time world champion, and she's an NFR qualifier for Royal Rodeo Stock. Between rodeos, the fast riding duo homeschools their two kids, dressed in style. We travel with them on the road. Together, they're committed to living the competitive cowboy lifestyle the way it's meant to be lived, as a family. You know that.
2: that, that's, that I'm glad you mentioned them because that's one of the things. A lot of the Hollywood uh, things didn't last, but the the rodeo marriages they seem to be they seem to last. And there's exceptions, of course, but they seem to, they seem to last. Is it is it because of the competitive nature? I think it's because of the because of the tradition and the heritage, and uh, they and, are the, and, and, and then also, you, you're talking generally about a couple whose parents, right, right, or their example, yeah. and their parents. Most you know, most old ranching families, it was it was it was till death do us part. And it really was, and
1: a real yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to the uh, the, the movies. though oh, what? I've
2: got I've got a power couple oh, for good. you from the movies. They never married. They never really had any consummation, but it was uh, Earl Flynn and Olivia De Havilland.
1: And Errol really wanted to have some
2: consummation. Oh, hey, Olivia yeah, and she just said, "Dear time. boy, you know, you know." <laughs> she teased him so cold, much. Take a cold, take a cold shower.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. uh they were uh, Santa Fe, right? Uh,
2: well, Santa Fe, Santa Fe. They died Dodge, with their boots on. Dodge, Dodge City. City. Couple, two more. I can't think what they are right off the top of my yeah. head. And I didn't, I didn't put them in my list because I was just focusing on
1: actual movies. Well, you want to, uh, you want to give a, a get well, you started know, on what? You're... I'm
2: so glad you asked me because, <laughs> as you know. Besides being squirrely, strange, and off the wall, and kind of goofy, uh, I love silence. And I know you do, too. And I thought, a lot of these people won't even have ever even heard of these movies, but they should have. Yeah. And they should. And some of them you can look up and actually watch.
1: You but can find many, is, many of these uh, silence on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Lots of them.
2: And you can watch them on on, uh, on Google, go to uh, many different sites, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, I watched just the opening. I, I told you about this, yeah, but yeah. this is kind of neat. The opening scene from a text writer.
1: Yeah.
2: And in the opening scene, they do the credits and, of course, they do the title card. And, there's, and then you see this young lady sitting on the train with the scenery going by. And it's uh, Miss Lily Mayo is returning from the east where her father has sent her to college so that she might come home of a finished and sophisticated lady. And then they switch to the next title card. And then they switch to Tom Mix. And, they, and then they cut back to the title card. This is, and, and this is old Buck Swenson, a cowboy there at the family ranch. Who has never met her, but has fallen in love with a picture of her in the mantle. And, it, and then you, you cut to Tom. He's standing there with one arm on the mantle of the fireplace, just gazing wistfully at the picture.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And he gives <sighs> a big sigh. Of course, you don't hear it because it's, it's, it's silent. silent. Right, right. But then, you can see it. as they close out the scene, as they fade out, he reaches up and wipes a tear from oh. his eye. Oh, is that not romantic? Yeah, I, I guess. mean that's 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 love, and he's never even seen her. Boy, oh boy! But my first movie, yep, is, and there's four of them. Same movie, but four four versions. Sure. Okay. Trail of the Lonesome Pine. A lot of people are familiar with the sound version. The first one was 1914. The second was 1916. The third was 1923. What they all have in common is that they're all the same story pretty much. Now, the sound one with 1936 happens to be one of my favorite Fred McMurray movies. I know I'm one of these strange guys that likes Fred McMurray westerns.
1: But he was really good uh, as a cowboy. He was. Very, very, I was very surprised. I was not expecting to see him pull it off uh, as well as he did. Well, you know, I want to,
2: I want to, I want to say something here at this point about a lot of people that talk about westerns, study westerns, have uh, strong opinions about westerns, and I honestly believe that a lot of them carry preconceived feelings about something like Fred McMurray. Oh, that's my my three sons exactly, and they don't, they don't, Think they the the don't give him the benefit right. of the doubt. Right. And it's like going back and watching the old Silence, watching the old B-Westerns. Yep. He's having an open mind, giving the benefit of the doubt. And if you watch them, all of a sudden you find a strange thing happens. You like them. You like them. <laughs> you want to see more. Yeah. They're kind of musty. Must yeah. see another one. That's right. But anyhow, the the interesting thing in there, Henry Fonda, and this was uh, I think his fourth, fourth film role. And this is the one that actually pushed him into stardom, and he was he was the bad guy. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, it was just a great movie. It was a fun movie. You know, he was building the railroads through the Blue Mountains of the of the
1: Appalachians. Uh, you know, the, the people. And part of that, that some of that is is uh, uh, based on actual happenings. Yeah. Uh, in, in the uh, Appalachians there, there's a railroad that went through there for to deliver coal and and, and stuff like that.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's funny because you missed that because the first three movies, uh, the, uh, the what is his name, Jim Buck, Jim, where, I got it here somewhere, there we go, Jack Hale, the, the uh, main, you know, the hero, mm-hmm. uh, in the first three movies, all, they're engineered engineer in all four, but in the first three, he's an engineer come to the south looking for coal, uh, coal mm-hmm. fields, mm-hmm. and
1: in the fourth one, he's, he's there to build a railroad. All right, we've got to take our first commercial break. We're sparking under the stars uh, on Emil Franzi's uh, Voices of the West for this uh, uh, movie Saturday, live, from the, live streaming from the uh, uh, White Stallion. from hope you have music for interludes. Uh, right, See, so you know, romance is how you, how you, how you take it, I think. But <laughs> in any event, we'll be right back with uh, much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these messages.
0: 27771911 America let me tell you about sergeant Greg Anderson served 2 tours in Afghanistan bronze star and purple heart recipient and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net.
2: Boot scooting music—that's the it kind is. of stuff you used to hear out at the old buckskin. You're right. there slide your boots across the floor.
1: <laughs> we're back on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and um, you got we uh, our topic today is uh, it's Movie Saturday. We're live streaming from the uh, White Stallion Ranch. Um, if you would, uh, if you have any questions or something like that, uh, you can pop them up. If you're listening to us live on the M I X L R app. You can uh, shoot a chat in there and uh, find it and answer it. Email too, or you can email yeah. Voices of the West at gmail dot com or post it on our Facebook page, Facebook Voices of the West. You
2: know, finishing up with uh, Trail of the Lonesome Pine, uh, I mentioned you know we were just mentioning uh, romantic music in the movie uh, Fuzzy Night uh, one of the famous sidekicks of the of the thirties. Uh, he sang a song in there, "Melody from the Sky." It's a kind of a sad, bluegrassy
1: mm-hmm, song, mm-hmm.
2: and that's that's kind of
1: yeah, you know, like whatever. But Fuzzy was always known uh, for his comical stuff, but every now and then he would uh, do something serious.
2: Sure. Well, in the early days, you know, before he started doing the bees and got really plugged in, he was doing, you know the A-Westerns of the day and some of the other A and Bs and non-Westerns.
1: Well, Amazon... uh, Not Amazon. um, I'm looking at Amazon. Um, IMDb has a uh, list. They
3: have
1: lots of of lists. uh, And they have their top 35 uh, romantic Westerns. And I figured we'd uh, talk about that list as well as what you've got. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Number 34 comes from... 1946, called Canyon Passage. Dana Andrews, Brian Donlevy, Susan Hayward, and uh, businessman Logan Stewart torn between his love of two very different women in 1850s Oregon and his loyalty to a compulsive gambler friend who goes over the line. I've not seen this movie.
2: Oh, it's a good movie. In fact, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. if I know it's... Uh, his dad was sea uh, hunt. Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges was the bad guy, but kind of a likable bad guy. Okay. thing. And it was a, it was a, it, I think it's one of Dana Andrews' best movies.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, nice. But that's just my own well, humble. I'll Hello, David. To... Well, we have a, a surprise visitor.
2: Uh, we were expecting him, but we thought maybe he stopped to visit with Todd because Todd's not to... here either.
1: You gotta turn turn that on. Turn it. Turn, turn your mic on, David.
4: I did.
2: How you doing?
4: You know, it's a day in paradise here at the Weistai Ranch.
1: It's always okay. paradise.
2: It's Almost <laughs> paradise.
4: Not not completely, but close.
2: Mm-hmm. Are, are you are you up to date on what the day topic is? It's uh movie Saturday. No, no, no.
4: it's always movie Saturday.
2: Night.
4: Well, that, that's, you know, uh, that's, that's, was...
2: that's... That's the theme.
4: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of came in late here.
2: Yeah, you did. Okay, well, just to bring you up to speed so you can just jump right in there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Western Romances, or as Harry calls it, Sparking. Was so it Sparking on the Prairie? Sparking or? under
1: the stars. Sparking hey, dope. Under the Stars. Let me have your uh, microphone there, Bunker. What about it? It seems to have uh, needs a new battery. I need a battery. You okay. need a battery. We'll start talking, David. What's your favorite romantic Western okay, movie? Favorite, what's your favorite romantic Western
2: movie?
3: Mmm
2: you think of boys and girls together
3: out on, on the road? Or cowboys and cowgirls? Oh,
4: no. That, that one's kind of tough. I mean, I think of Lonesome Dove, but I don't know if that's really all that romantic, you know. It's a, uh, one of my favorite cowboy movies. I don't know if it's uh, really all that romantic, though. Well, well
2: the is about Lonesome Dove because I think, I think it's a good choice.
4: Well, you know, it's... I think it's just kind of the... It's more realistic than a lot of Hollywood movies, I think.
2: And
4: And several other notable characters. I can't think of their names right now.
2: (laughs) Well, I can't remember her name either, but uh, it's interesting because with them, it was one of those relationships where... It was one of those relationships, which you might
1: call an absentee. You may have to hold that for a while because it's tough to get into that hole. Uh,
2: you know, It's one of those relationships where when he drifted through, it picked back up because she, it was, she loved him. She really did. And in his own way, he loved her. In an old cowboy way. In the cowboy way. You know, horse first, girl second.
4: <laughs> Nowadays, it's, it's the man. car first. And, you know. Yeah,
2: if you have a good dog, she might even be number three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next movie up from uh, IMDb from 1947, Ramrod. A violent oh, feud yes. between Connie Dickinson, the owner of the Circle 66 Ranch, and rancher Frank Ivey, the self-proclaimed proclaimed a boss of an otherwise... Public grazing land. Joel McRae, Veronica Lake, Don DeFore, and Donald Crisp. You
2: know, I'm just thinking if 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 we start with the tail end of that list, we may not get to the the hotties at the beginning. Oh, we'll we'll get there. Okay. Well, you know, you we're making get some the good list, progress, no? huh? I, yeah. my, mine is mine is not the destination; it's the journey. That's, that exactly.
1: Unless it's cattle, and you're going to dodge. Well, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, the high-low country, 1998. Oh. oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Billy Crudup, minute. Woody Harrelson, uh, Patricia Arquette, and Cole Hauser. The cowboys have their friendship tested when they fall for the same girl. Yep, herb. That happens. Well, let
4: me
2: tell you, that's in my top ten.
4: Oh, top ten. Bunker's top ten. Yeah,
2: well, it's, I don't have favorites. These are the top ten I like. Mm. But, there's, but my top ten generally ends up around 100. <laughs> yeah. But the th- what is neat about this story, Max Evans, who we did a show on a couple of weeks back, uh, he wrote the He wrote the oh, novel, wrote this the novel. yep. Based on. And he wrote it back in, what was it, I think, '62. It didn't get made until 20 years later. Uh, and Max commented on it. He says, because it was a contemporary wedding, uh, kind of contemporary, because it was right after World War II. He says, when I wrote it, it was a contemporary Western. By the time it got made, it was a period piece, but the the uh, and it, what's neat is everybody that's familiar with the Rounders, it's the same characters.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, the next one up uh, from nineteen fifty four, The Far Country. Oh. Uh, this is a uh, Anthony Mann directed, self minded adventurer Jeff Webster locks horns with a crooked lawman, Mr. Cannon, while driving cattle to Dawson. It's uh, directed by Anthony Mann, Jimmy Stewart, Ruth Roman. Corinne Calvet and Walter Brennan,
2: and John McIntyre is the nasty, nasty guy.
1: I, 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 it's See, been I a while. I've I knew that. Seen that one. Uh, you haven't seen that one? Uh, no, I have seen that oh, one. Okay. it's been a long time. Beautiful ago. scenery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Garden of Evil, 1954. And Gary Cooper. Uh, it's Gary Cooper, Susan Hayward, Richard Widmark, and Hugh Marlowe. To a trio of American adventurers marooned in rural Mexico, are recruited a beautiful woman to rescue her husband trapped in a cave in Apache territory.
4: Okay. Well, what period is that? Was that the late 1800s? Uh, what period was this the setting?
1: The period would have had to be in the late
2: 1800s. Okay.
1: It was... It was uh, I have not heard of that one.
2: Like around 1890s, I think.
1: Really? Apache's still active in... Uh...
2: The, Apa- they were, the Apaches were still killing people in the 20s. Oh, well. Right. They would... Those were the ones down in Mexico, but they they actually there's recorded raids of up into New Mexico, on small ranches and you know, picking off neighboring uh, rancheros down in Mexico.
4: I know there was a um, raid here in Tucson in 1906, where was Apaches it. actually raided. It was just a group um, off the reservation came in and raided Tucson in 1906. It was recorded by uh, Mariano Someniego. Who was a uh, long time San Diego House, San Diego House, San Diego Peak. There's a lot of things named after yeah. him in the Tucson area. But he actually recorded that that in 1906, um, some renegades came off the reservation, raided uh, Tucson, kidnapped a young boy, took off. They chased after him, got the boy. Um, but that's the last raid on Tucson that I know of by Apaches. Interesting.
2: Well, I want to throw a couple more silence on here before yes. before we before I move into yeah, well, people.
1: After you people. do that, we'll take a break.
2: Okay. Well, the first one, or the, actually after the, his man trap, that's 1926. It was directed by Victor Fleming from a novel by Sinclair Lewis, and that would have been a contemporary western yep. of the time, and it starred Clara Bow, which is which is the, the film that kind of. Solidified her career as an actress. Uh, the, what, what's interesting or different about the show is this uh, trapper from the North Woods goes down to the big city uh, for you know, business and recreation, and he meets this manicurist, which is Bo, takes her back up to the North Woods, marries her. In the meantime, as Hollywood. Divorce lawyer who has gotten so jaded and burned out decides he needs to get away from it all. And so he wants to go to the North Woods and, and just find a cabin and and chill. Gets up there. Uh, she flirts with him. He reciprocates. And it becomes a triangle. <laughs> and then the other one, uh, this is one uh, I recommend. And I recommend it to Harry because he likes Sue Gibson. Yep. And it's the Rawhide Kid. Not the comic book Rawhide Kid, but the real Rawhide Kid. And this was uh, classified as an ethnic Western. The, uh... uh, Dale Andrews was the director. Carl LaMille, who was pretty famous in his day, he was the producer. And what happens in the the movie is uh, Hoot, who's playing the character, Dennis O'Hara, a good Irish lad mm-hmm. uh, comes to the rescue of Jessica uh, Georgia Hale, which her character's her name is Jessica Silverberg. Mm-hmm. But now we get to ethnic thing, uh, yes. and she and he rescues her and her father, who's a Jewish peddler, mm-hmm. which is which I thought was great because you know Westerns never never
1: portray.
2: The you know that that very element, and if you yeah. look at Arizona history with the gold waters, yeah, they, they, you know the the Hebrew the Jewish people played a very important part with the settling yeah. of the West. Anyway, uh, what happens there is he rescues her, and uh, the rest is just be you know be silent. You
1: know <laughs> we're uh, talking about the power couples of uh western movies cowboy movies uh, we call it sparking under the stars this edition of abel franzi's voices of the west harry alexander bunker de france david layton we're all with you we'll be miss- back after this. the
4: missing todd roberts <laughs> where are you todd where are- when looking
1: for a property management company here are some things you should consider how long has the company been in business What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. First, contact the Polash Management Company today at polashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property
0: managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300.
2: With the fall and the coming of cooler weather, Tucson Trap and Skeet now institutes our fall hours. Office hours are Wednesday through Sunday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., and automated fields are open daily from 7 a.m. until dusk. So come out and shoot from one of our 50 trap fields, 13 skeet fields, or five international bunkers. Visit TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com for all of our upcoming events or call 883-6426. Hi,
3: everyone. This is Susan McCrae. Welcome to Chaparral Roundup. Hi, Chaparral debuted back in 67 and lasted until 71. March 12th through the 14th in Tucson, Arizona, I'll be hosting Chaparral Roundup, a get-together with fans, friends, and special guests featuring confessions of an acting cowboy, highlights of the life and career of Don Collier, who was Sam Butler on the show, lunch at the White Stallion Ranch, the location where we shot several episodes of the high chaparral with music a western show a question and answer panel with special guests the great western band fort worth west and so much more the registration form with all information is on the website chaparralroundup.com or on the facebook page chaparral roundup march 12th through the 14th 2021 in tucson arizona great fun with great people Chaparral Roundup. You don't want to miss it.
0: Coming to you from the great southwestern United States. You're darn tootin'. Yes, sir, Bob. This is the Voices of the West.
1: Speaking of the high chaparral. Yeah, <laughs> you're tootin'. you my soul, boy. <laughs> Welcome back to Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. David Layton's with us as well. Todd Roberts is off doing something someplace. And our topic for today is uh, Movie Saturday. We're live streaming from the White Stallion Beautiful Ranch. Beautiful White Stallion Ranch. Yes, indeed, uh, home of many of uh, movie location, as far it, it, including the High Chaparral.
2: And I, you know, it made me think, you know, because we, I decided not to do TV. Romances because you know in Bonanza it was somebody every week, but Chaparral is interesting because of the the dynamic
1: between uh, 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 life and Linda Costello uh-huh.
2: and the fact that it starts out he's a, he's a happily married man when they come there his yep. wife is killed yep. in an arranged marriage and the tension that they go through but how over that time they grow to really be a team yep. and one of the one of the episodes. Uh, it was with Don Collier, where it was about his, his uh, the woman that he married. Yes. And that was a, uh, that's that's Don's favorite, yes. and it's one of my favorites because it, it is it's a romantic heartbreaker. He,
1: he talked about that when he was with us, and yeah, that, yeah, that was a very mm-hmm. sad one.
2: Uh, let's and, you know, and it's hard to find. Enduring romances on TV westerns because they always killed off the female guest stars <laughs> or sent her back east,
1: yeah, to, for finishing school, <laughs> yeah. whatever that means. Um, the next movie on the IMDb list of uh, top romantic westerns, Tom Horn from 1980, Steve that McQueen, question. Linda Evans, I, yeah, Richard Farnsworth. Uh, everybody knows the story of Tom Horn. I mean, I guess, I mean, there were
2: it was, yeah, because you know, he had that it kind of. It, it's kind of the, the type of Western romance where it's you know it's not going to come to a good yeah, end. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Bandolero, 1968.
2: That's a strange choice. Jimmy
1: Stewart, uh, <laughs> Dean Martin, uh, George Kennedy, and mm, the Raquel Welch.
2: Yeah. Now, that... I mean, it was just lust. That wasn't love. <laughs> and she, had, you know, everybody that liked her got to end up getting killed. And, and she goes back with George uh, Kennedy. What her husband? Yeah, 19, who was her husband in
1: there? I don't remember. Chuck Mahoney. Oh. <laughs>
4: good old that. Chuck.
1: Uh, Lone Star from nineteen ninety six. Chris one. Cooper, Elizabeth. Pena. Stephen Mendio and uh, Stephen J. Lang, when the skeleton of his murdered predecessor is found, Sheriff Sam Deeds unearths many other long-buried secrets in his Texas border town. I've not seen that movie. That's a good one, Chris Cooper.
2: I think he came into came into his glory on that one, as and, uh, Chris Christopherson. I think uh, also showed a lot of people that he had the chops that they didn't think he had. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> There's another one here that I'm not even going to uh, pronounce the names because I'll butcher well, them. Well, uh, a Brazilian Western from 2013. Oh. Uh, uh, Fabrico, Boliviera, Verde, Philip Habib, Antonio... And that's, a, and that's a
2: contemporary Brazilian Western. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think we... You, you, you've got to have yeah. discernment, Harry. And just skip yeah, the kind of turkeys.
1: All right, I'll skip it. Uh, skip it, Harry. Skip it. I'll skip, skip it. it. Drums along the Mohawk. Oh, that is a good Claudette one. Claudette Colbert, Henry Fonda, Edna that May is, Oliver, yeah. and Eddie Collins. You know, yeah.
2: that is a solid romantic movie.
1: With Claudette Colbert, how can it not be?
2: Well, that, this goes <laughs> back to my premise. If you take out the Henry Fonda, Claudette Colbert storyline, yeah, you've got about fifteen minutes of movie, yeah. and and it's just another, just another
1: movie. Yeah, the movie is them and their love. Here's a uh, 2003 television movie, "Love Comes Softly." Catherine Heigl, Dale Midkiff, Corbin Bernsen.
2: Should have skipped that one. Yeah, we'll skip that. What's too Let's, recent? Why don't you
1: uh, Why don't you move on uh, with?
2: Yeah. Something that you I want to I want to bring up the movie that I recommended you guys watch. Yes. Because that was my that was my choice for. Favorite I liked of the movies, number one, Angel and the Bad Man. You know, a cowboy, quasi gunfighter, um, gets shot, nursed back to health by a this Quaker family with with uh, Gail Russell as the young Quaker girl. And again you take out you take out the the Quaker family and her and You've got an interesting story,
1: but you don't have the classic that this is. Mm-hmm. And we fully intend to watch that one this evening. It is. Have you seen that? No, I've, I've seen it a long oh, time ago, uh, but uh, I thought I had it in my collection. Movie collection, but no, well, so you, you'll look, You've got,
2: you got Harry Carey, yep. who's, who's great in this. You've got uh, who was it? There's a Bruce Cabot at his at his vilest best.
1: It's just it's just a fun fun movie. Let me ask you. Uh, we, we talked about the chaparral in terms of uh, TV romance or Western romance. What a, there were some gun smokes, and specifically the one that you worked oh, that on. is a good one, actually. Matt's Love, that episode that Matt's you Matt's Love on.
2: Story, yeah. Well, that's interesting because in that one, uh, the, what's her name from uh, the Waltons? Uh, she was she was the number one female.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't remember
2: her name. Michael Learned. Michael, Lernard. Michael Lernard. She was. She, what happens in that one is... Uh, Matt has gone after Victor French uh and he gets shot and he, head wound of course when he gets amnesia of course and she nurses him back to health and it's that interlude of him and her not you know not having the hubris of being a marshal and having to do all that stuff and
1: he and he has amnesia
2: yeah he has amnesia and that was the thing. But it also brings up the, the unspoken but obvious to everybody relationship between Miss Kitty and Matt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's beat the crap out of a few people and shot a few people because they messed with Kitty. Yep.
1: Well, and this is the only time, I think, in the Gunsmoke series where Matt actually kisses a, a, a woman. I don't think he ever, I don't think he kissed Miss Kitty. Nobody oh, kissed that dun horse. Well, he is. Well, he loves his about, horse. You know? Well, you know, come, come on. on. Yeah, but I mean, uh, uh, in, in this episode where he kissed his uh, Michael Lerner, yeah, that was a very good episode, and it was filmed at Old Tucson.
2: And it was the number one episode, rated highest rated episode of Gunsmoke. Mm-hmm. And I happened to ha- have a little part in that, and yep. I'm so proud of that.
1: You have a great part in it, and the part that Bunker has in it is uh, it, and when we were doing video, it used to be our video intro, uh, there's a rider hauling ass to, into town or into the ranch area there, and he comes to a dead stop and dismounts just like a professional. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, my, it was my Ben Johnson, yeah, Joel McRae moment, was. that sliding dismount.
1: Yeah, and uh, so we, we had that, uh, that was part of our opening. Yeah, uh, we got to go back
2: to video so I people know,
1: can see that. I know. Uh, and,
2: you know just, or just loop it and let and, it run all through the and, all the
1: time. And you had a couple of lines in there too. Oh yeah!
4: Wow, he was actually talking. I know.
2: That, what what
4: did you man, say? That man Dean, Bob.
2: his horse came in, but he wasn't on it.
1: <laughs> see, after all these years, he still remembers.
4: the he lines. He knows those
1: lines. Okay.
2: Hey, <laughs> it, it, it took it took me two weeks to memorize it. <laughs>
1: Our next movie up by Darling Clementine. Yeah. Nineteen forty six. John Ford, Henry Fonder, Linda Fonda, Dar- Linda Darnell, <laughs> Victor Mature, Kathy Downs, the Earp's Battle of the Clantons at the OK Corral in Tombstone Monument Valley. Okay.
4: Now we need <laughs> we Tombstone need some Monument Valley. That's
2: hilarious. Yeah. I think it's perfect. It is. It is. You know, it, it's it's like John Ford said. He says it's it's, it's it's not about history. It's 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 entertainment. It's a, it's entertainment. <laughs> it's a story. Yeah. Well, yeah. this one this one definitely needs to be brought up. Giant. Yes. Because that is a giant of love stories.
1: Yes. Story. Yes. Yeah. Talk about that.
2: Well, okay. Rock Hudson, Lisbeth Taylor, uh, James Dean, who was in love with a married woman who she doesn't even know. She I think she, and Mercedes McCambridge. She was just so great as a sister. Mm-hmm. I fell I fell in love with her because that was <laughs> that was a ranch woman, mm. yeah. And Chill Wills, uh, Monty Hale came out of came out of retirement. retirement that just, well, yeah. he did a couple of other things, but mainly for just to do that one. Uh, Dennis Hopper, Sal Menil, Paul Fix, Carol Baker, Jane Withers, Rodney Rod Taylor. That was that was before he was Rod. Rod yeah. Rodney yeah. Earl Holloman. It was shot on the uh, Evans Ranch, Marfa, Texas, and in Valentine. And people, that is, that is a shrine in Texas. Yep. And the movie is is uh, almost sacred. Mm. It's the Texas movie.
1: We got to do our last break. We're sparking on the range, sparking under the stars, talking about the Hollywood uh, and off Hollywood and off-screen, off uh, uh, rom- screen <laughs> <laughs> off Hollywood, off uh, off screen romances. Here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. It is the last Saturday of the month. Movie Saturday, we're live streaming from the White Stallion Ranch. We'll be right back after these very, very important messages.
0: Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldiers' Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have
4: worn the Army uniform,
0: recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net.
1: We're back on Amo The Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France. David Layton's with us. We're talking about um, romantic western movies. And if you've joined us late, the reason we're talking about romantic western movies on uh, Movie Saturday is because the fetching Mrs. Alexander and myself are celebrating 50 years of knowing one another. Congratulations. Today is the day we met. Wow. November 28, 1970. That's amazing. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. How did you guys meet? I was, we were at a junior achievement convention. Where both of us in high school were in junior achievement. And uh, the Western Conference was being held in Albuquerque. And so we're there. And I'm uh, standing there talking to some buds. And these girls come up and one of them says, hi, we're Sue. I said, okay. <laughs> they were both uh, named Sue. Oh, okay. And it went from there. And that was a junior
2: achievement. I mean, that was probably the greatest <laughs> achievement of your juniorness. Yeah, by
1: golly, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, you know, one thing led to another. So and, uh, Sue
4: New Bunker or something, or you know. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. She How kno- did Sue the Sues fit into this? You meeting Bunker?
1: Oh uh, well, the uh, one was named Suzanne and the other was Susanna, and so mm-hmm. I married the Susanna. And uh, oh, much, much, that much that to the chagrin of the Suzanne, hand, apparently. <laughs> apparently, I find out after many years. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And they're a great couple. They are. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, we, have, mean, our, they we know, have our they, moments. They get, they get along. <laughs> they get along pretty good for a
1: fifty-year couple. <laughs> yeah, I reckon we do. <laughs> yeah,
2: <I> <laughs> Harry doesn't have many band-aids or,
1: or open wounds, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back to our. Uh, our movies well, here. Let's talk
2: about Colorado Territory. I'd love, to,
1: I'd love to because it's got my favorite guy, Joel McRae, yeah and uh, your favorite girl, Virginia Mayo. He's
2: one of my favorite guys too. But yeah. God, Virginia, Mayo, like I said, she's she's the only one that gives Rhonda Fleming a run for her money.
1: The story is in Colorado Territory. Outlaw West McQueen escapes jail to pull a railroad robbery, but upon meeting a pretty settler, Julianne, he wonders about going straight. <laughs>
2: Dorothy Malone, who's no shabby shabby Perry Frump. No, 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 And let's talk about Duel in the Sun.
1: Duel in the Sun. That would be from 1946. King Vador is uh, the director. And we've got Jennifer Jones, Joseph Cotton, Gregory Peck, and Lionel Barrymore. Beautiful half-breed, Pearl Chavez, becomes the ward of her dead father's first love and finds herself torn between her son's one good other yeah, bad boy Ooh.
2: and and loot is he is a scumbag cowboy scumbag. he's like a lot of cowboys actually you know love them and leave them and abuse him and use them <laughs> yeah that was yeah there, there you, you go down. all right and you know and, and that was from the novel by nevin Butte bush mm-hmm. who wrote the you know the famous uh on the beach right but you know and that's got one of the great right write-ups where the uh the Ranchers ride up to meet. I think it's the railroad people at defense mm-hmm. for the fence for the big showdown. And it just, you see the very cream of the Hollywood posse there. And yeah. if, you, if you look at a list of some of the guys that are there, you know, like our old friend Hank Warden, he's in the crowd.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Giant, uh, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson, James Dean, and Carol Baker. Uh, that's a great movie no question it was. about it It's
2: a great story Miss Edna Ferber that was and you know the Texans don't don't like Edna Ferber why but, not because they thought she uh, kind of besmirched Texas at a, a time or two in her books mm,
4: not a good thing to do yeah.
1: Misfits 1961 Clark Gable Marilyn Monroe right here in my head why, Harry. look at there Montgomery Clift and Thelma Ritter
4: yeah
2: and Eli Wallach yep and talk about it! it I got you know I've got to say in all honesty, in that movie I think that's one of Clark Gable's best performances. And watching the movie, I kept wanting to throw Marilyn Monroe out of the truck. I
1: I, I would thro- I would throw her out of the truck. I do I never found Marilyn Monroe to be the beauty that so many others. Proclaim her to be well. Yeah, that, my
2: my complaint there was the character. She was just oh yeah, bad. Character. She was she was just adverse. I don't whiny and and sorry for herself and pitiful, and and she just and you got these three cowboys trying to trying to survive, trying to make a you know make some money because they don't have any, and their last chance is running some wild horses up in the in Nevada desert, and. Because uh, Clark Gable or Gale does the right thing, he lets the horse go. Yeah, that's, that's the wrong thing.
1: So what else you got, Bunker?
2: We got Murphy's Romance. There you go. Now that's a fun romance movie. Yep, that's and, a. It September. has romance
1: in the name, so therefore it has to be. Yeah. it's
2: a December, <laughs> Ro- uh, December May yep. romance. Yep. You know, yep. Yep. Uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, James Garner is a is the widower pharmacist in this small Arizona town, Sally Field is his young mother, uh, she's bought a place, and she's getting reestablished there, and it's, it's just pretty much small town Arizona, small town ranch, you know, stuff like that, got a nice, just smooth, uh, makes you think of Wilford Brimley, he'll be sitting on the porch somewhere of Whitland. <laughs> Or, or, or Dick Farnsworth, you'll be you know be watering, watering his horse or yeah, yeah. something like that. It's just a sweet movie.
1: Well, I don't really have any others uh, to well, talk about. So you know, i never run out of I here. know you don't, so you, you, you take up the last minute. Oh, this one, you do this. that. You do it, man.
2: Take it up. <laughs> right, well, okay, I'm going to see which one. Do Horse Whisperer or The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing? There you go. Because I worked on that one. Yes, sir. And that's a great story, actually. Uh it's with uh, Burt Reynolds and Sarah Miles. And the, the lady that wrote the book, wrote it from her novel Marilyn Durham, when she was writing the book, the guy, the hero, or, or the bad, bad bad guy hero, she had a poster of him on her icebox. It wasn't Burt Reynolds. It was Lee Van Cleef. <laughs> <laughs> so it just goes to show you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But uh Jay silverhills worked on yep. it he was one of his last last movies uh Jack warden I stood in and doubled on it that he was in that Bo Hopkins Bob Donner sandy Kevin. uh it just it was a great it was a fun move fun fun movie got one more well okay yeah i've got i've you, got, you got time for one more i've got uh, australia this is an Australian western okay. it was done in two thousand and eight with um Oh, who was it done by? Oh, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, ah. Shea Adams, and it's it's it's. Uh, she comes from England. Her husband has passed away, and he was a landholder, and she's come to sell the sell the uh, station or the ranch, mm-hmm. and she gets out there and falls in love with it. Mm. And they do a. When well, we we talked about this when we did the cattle drive movies, she yeah. does great cattle drive movies. You've got the Japanese lurking in the background to complicate things and I see the spinning finger so that means <laughs> it's time to wrap it up to uh, put the horse whisperer back in
1: the bar until next time until next week uh, next week uh, we've got scheduled Monty McCord uh, from the Western Riders of America so that's oh. uh, that's what's coming up thanks for joining us today on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West
2: 78 Seventy-nine. 80.
1: So long, everybody. 80. Thanks
0: for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.